Welcome! You found the Out of the Ordinary podcast, where we believe that the very best stories grow out of the soil of ordinary life. I'm Christy Purifoy. And I'm Lisa Jo Baker. And a few of our favorite ordinary winter things are flannel sheets, candles in the kitchen, and coming in out of the cold. And a few of mine are ice skating on the neighborhood pond, long walks after a snowfall, and warming back up again with a homemade tea latte. We hope these conversations help you see the extra hidden right in plain sight in your ordinary life, too. Get comfy. Here we go. Glory, hallelujah. Christy Purifoy, I am sitting here with tears in my eyes. I kid you not, I might cry through this whole interview (laughs) with just like happy tears. I'm so happy. Mark your calendars, people. Today is a big, big day. I won't say why until we've set the scene. That's right. Hold just that, like hold, hold that, that thought because Lisa Joe is just like basically a <laughs> bottle rocket of feelings today. <laughs> oh, Lisa Joe, I can't wait to hear the story. But I will just tell our listeners here before uh, we dive in that we're planning um, a little series of conversations. So the conversation we start today will continue over the next few um, episodes, and that is because I think we already know we feel sure, Lisa Joe, that we have a lot. <laughs> to say. <laughs> and I think even more than that, not only a lot of stories to share around this topic, but a lot of um, feelings to process. Yeah. And I will just share as well with our listeners what you just said to me. You said, Christy, I'm so glad we have the podcast because I really need to process this. I know. And it is. It's, it's like such a gift to both of us. So here we are. We're, we're launching into a mini series of conversations around something that we really need to process. And I have a feeling many of our listeners will as well. And the theme for these conversations is this idea of re-entry. Mm-hmm. Re-entry, something finishing, re-entering with all its connotations of stepping into something new, but something new that is also something familiar. Right. So think about re-entry maybe after you've been on vacation. Think about re-entry um, if you have been sick and now you're starting to feel better. Think about re-entry if... <laughs> For oh one gosh, year, if a miracle you have, happens and your child yeah. who has been doing online school for a full year, almost right. to the day today, she walked back into her school building. I just feel, <laughs> I feel delirious. I'm like, what is wrong with me? I'm so happy. <laughs> so happy. I'm so moved. I think our teachers this last year are so heroic how they have done online school. I feel like they need to each earn $300,000 a year. Like, I don't know how they're doing what they're doing. We, like many of you, our kids have been on online school for a full year. Some people went back this fall, you know, and we were supposed to this fall, then it got pushed to October and then to December and then to January. (laughs) And now it's (laughs) March 1st. And my daughter walked back into school with her backpack and mask. And it's only two days a week still in person. The other three days will be virtual. But but for my extreme extrovert, it is like water 
to someone in a desert who has just been lying baked by the sun and trying to drink the sand. I mean, I'm not over-exaggerating. That is how it has been for our daughter. And we have been counting down this day, Christy. We had it marked on the calendar. The school's been amazing. They sent out all these checklists. And I tell you what, Zoe Baker loves her a good checklist. She she said to me as I printed it out, she's like, ooh, it's in color. (laughs) She loves the checklist. It was like a four-page checklist, colors and schedules and what has to be in your backpack and Oh, my word, she's been counting down with the perfect mask that she needs to have that's super comfortable. And we had two of them. I mean, my daughter is one of those people who doesn't just check something off the list. She then needs to tell you, like her mother, verbally process with you her feelings about each of the things on the list. (laughs) And so I actually heard her talk to every single member of our family about her masks, how they are midnight blue and they have a constellation on them and they just make her feel lovely and how they make her eyes pop and they really work with her earrings. I mean, who wears (laughs) earrings and a necklace choker back to school, which she wore this morning? (laughs) Dangly earrings too. (laughs) she's such a character she was like so beside herself we packed everything last night and we rechecked and repacked and we've been preparing all the last week and we actually researched the bus schedule to find out what time her bus was coming because we live quite close to the school less than a mile and she loves riding the bus so even though it's different and you won't be sitting next to someone My social extrovert needs as much time as possible out in the world. So we had done the research, and I figured that bus probably would not have its act quite together today. So we got up early. I actually cooked six fried eggs this morning. Zoe had two, and each of my boys had two, and toast and hot chocolate. We did the whole shebang, which is not really on brand for us. (laughs) I didn't just be like, grab some Cheerios in a plastic bag as you run out the door, (laughs) which has been more (laughs) typical for us in the past. Anyway, we got down to the bus stop like, you know, 30 minutes early and then waited for 45 minutes and no bus came. So then we loaded back up into the car and I drove her to school and dropped her off and got to talk to one of the amazing pickup crew who were there with masks and sanitizers and checking temperatures and explained to them the bus hadn't come. And this kind lady, she was so adorable. Her mask was really cute too. It was kind of like a medical mask, like a mask with medical patterns. So it, like, but kitty. So it was, had drawings of like um, stethoscopes and thermometers. And it's just really cute mask she was wearing. And she leaned toward me as I had the car door open and said, don't worry at all. We had one kid already also had that experience. I will just email Zoe's teacher. We'll let her know she's coming home on the bus. And as I was saying thank you, I was horrified to discover I was going to start crying. And I was like, thank you so much. And Zoe luckily was already gone because she would not probably have appreciated that. But what was really touching is all these parents who were unloading their kids were taking photographs too. Like it was like first day back in school after a year. And I had already taken photographs earlier at the bus stop and I promised Zoe I wouldn't take any (laughs) at school. And she was like, thank you, Lord, was her exact quote as I told her (laughs) that I wouldn't. But I just looked at those parents and realized we were all having the same experience, just sort of relief and disbelief at the same time. It's hard for my brain to process. It's been a year. It hasn't been a summer. It's not like, oh, we're back to school after the summer. It has been a full 12 months since our children were inside a school building. I mean, that's a kind of re-entry. I don't know how to 
I don't know how to process. Like, I'm happy about it, but it's why I'm grateful to have a conversation. So after I dropped her off, I went to Starbucks and treated myself to a cappuccino and a chocolate croissant that I asked them to warm up. And I'm not even joking, you turned the radio on to some great peppy music. And as that chocolate was melting in my mouth and I was crying driving home, I was thinking to myself, I'm glad I have a friend to go and talk to you. Because as a mom, that's kind of what I wanted when I got home, to have some people to process with. And so if you're listening, maybe that's how you're feeling this week or in the past month. And I'm glad we can have these conversations. So in as much as we were processing the beginning of the pandemic and the middle, I don't know that we're at the end of the pandemic, but at least we can process what reentry is beginning to look like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think this is a good time, no matter whether you have kids in school or not, and whatever the current rules around um, the pandemic are in your community, the fact that it's been a year for most for pretty much all of us right. <laughs> um, is really significant. And so now we're re-entering these seasons that we we lived last year in that, you know, just incredibly unique way. And now we're, you know, we're entering March again. Mm-hmm. And we can't help, I can't help but remember last March, last April. And in some sense, you're reliving some things, even as you're moving forward. And it's really complicated. And I guess I just want to be aware of what I'm feeling, aware of what my kids might be feeling. And as well, um, I don't want re-entry to be something that just happens to me. <laughs> mm-hmm. I think I want to feel some measure of thoughtfulness about it and intention as much as possible. We can't, right? right? We're not in control of this at all. I think we have all <laughs> come to grips with the fact that we are not in control. Um, and yet, as much as possible, by thinking ahead, talking with you, talking with my friend Lisa Joe, thinking about um, what might be ahead, possibly, to somehow prepare myself to do it as well as I can, to enter into it as prepared maybe as I can be, knowing that um, it will continue to bring unknown. So, uh, um, uh, something that surprised me with a recent re-entry. So in our school district, um, we switched from that all virtual to the possibility of a hybrid schedule like Zoe is doing um, a little while ago. So my own extroverted son <laughs> uh, was so excited to go back um, two days a week like Zoe. And I was excited for him Um he did his personality is very different. I don't think he took any care in what he was wearing. <laughs> and actually, uh, I was frustrated that morning, Lisa Joe, you'll relate to this. I had I had told him <laughs> the day before, I think actually several days before, I kept saying, let's make sure that you have just the right mask that's comfortable, right. that you can wear it all day. You haven't done that yet. We've been wearing masks everywhere since this began, but you haven't yet had to wear it all day like that. So I kept saying, do do you do you have one picked out? Is it clean? Is it ready? Right? You right. can hear the mom right. boys saying these things. So how how did that go? Yes, the morning of his first day back, the last minute. <laughs> Why am I not surprised? Frantic tears and freak out because he cannot find the mask he intended to wear. And so of course I did that. Yes, super I told you unhelpful mom thing. Yeah. I'm like, what are you talking about? I told you to find the mask and have it ready. Uh, um, anyway, so that's how the morning went. And I think he ran off wearing like a totally inappropriate mask that we'd purchased for his dad. I mean, it was a mess. Whatever. He came home that day. And I 
I met him at the end of the driveway and was I don't always do that when my kids were in school. I didn't always meet them. Usually they would just let themselves in the house and I'd hear them and, oh, hey, how was it? But this day, you know, I met him and he was so upset, Lisa Joe. Mm. He was kind of angry, grumpy, and it took a while to sort of figure out. And there were just various things that had disappointed him that day. Not the mask, fortunately, but um, he just had been uncomfortable in different ways. He'd been disappointed with how few kids were back. He'd been disappointed at how, you know, it just wasn't like it used to be for a number of reasons, right? And he almost had me convinced, by the time we made it all the way back down our driveway to the house, <laughs> he almost had me convinced that it had been a mistake, that we should have, we, in, in our school district, you have an option. Um, you could have stayed fully virtual or you could do this hybrid schedule. And he almost had me convinced that we should have just kept him fully virtual. Mm. And so I'm starting to think, oh, we made a mistake. We did it wrong. Now what can we do? But by the time I got to the house, I thought, you know, I felt like it was right for him. I know he wants and needs to be around people. Maybe it just needs time. It just, you know, let's just give it some time. And so I kind of talked to him about that. Of course, he wasn't receiving that, but, you know, we weren't going to make any kind of change that day. So, you know, he went and got a snack. And it did. It took a couple weeks, but at a certain point, he stopped talking about how awful it was or how, you know, (laughs) not normal it was. I stopped hearing about it. He would come home and seem to be in a relatively good mood. So at that point, I just started to realize, okay, it's not what he'd anticipated. It is a kind of new normal, but it seems to be a new normal that's that's working for him. But it was it was not an easy transition. And it had those moments of like throwing us for a loop of feeling like, oh my goodness, we weren't prepared. We made the wrong choice. We didn't, I should have talked, I should have understood more what he was walking into and talked to him about it more. Maybe that would have helped, you know, all those sort of yeah. questions you're asking yourself that now I'm thinking as we head into more and more re-entries, hopefully, um, a year later, as we move into spring, as I re-enter some, you know, spheres of of my life, it's not that I think I can prepare in a way that I won't be uncomfortable in the ways he was. That may not be possible. Um, but to just go easy, <laughs> I think, on myself and others and to recognize that it might just need time. Um, so, for instance, we've shared here on the podcast that in January, our family got sick. I got the virus. And it was, yeah, a long, hard, sick experience. And then this last week, I really started to feel better. Um, there were a couple days where um, Jonathan said to me, wow, I haven't heard you coughing. I haven't heard the breathing mm-hmm. machine, the nebulizer going. Like, oh, you're feeling better? And I would say, yeah, I really, I really am feeling better. And um, both those nights, I made dinner in the evening, which I have not done at all because by the end of the day I've been so zapped <laughs> I could just go lie down and John makes dinner and it, you know which is great um, but both those evenings I found myself in the kitchen making dinner and it felt normal like oh this was the old me who used to do this I used to have enough energy at 5 p.m. to stand in the kitchen and make dinner so it was sort of like re um, like re like greeting again my old self or something. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, there's a couple of great days like that. And then yesterday, so this was a Sunday, I woke up and because it was a Sunday, I didn't get out of bed right away. And um, I spent time in bed reading the paper and drinking coffee. And then at a certain point I, where I normally would get up on a Sunday morning, I realized I 
don't feel like getting up. I really don't think I can get up. And then I felt so tired. So then I just, I, you know, sort of dozed for a while. And then like midday, I thought, this is ridiculous. Why am I still in bed? I, I wanted to get up to see my family to, you know, my son wanted to play a board game. And I just started to realize I really don't feel well. I, I'm, I feel like I felt weeks ago, like where I just really can't get out of bed. Um, now, fortunately, <laughs> fortunately, friends who had gone before, I've had a number of messages from people, and especially from one local friend who said to me specifically when she knew that I had been sick with this, she told me um, that she also had had this virus, but she, she'd gotten sick a few months before me, so this fall, um, and she shared, she said, Christy, um, I'm better now, but I still find that every week to 10 days, I'm just hit with this fatigue where I really just need to stay in bed all day. And it's always discouraging when it comes back around hmm. and surprising, but you know, that's kind of what I'm experiencing. And at the time when she shared it, I, I still wasn't feeling really good at all. So I remember thinking, oh, you feel good for 10 days. Okay, that sounds good. <laughs> and I, I didn't really think too much about what it would feel like to have that fatigue sort of return. Um, but I remembered what she sh- what she'd shared. So yesterday, when I was lying in bed and I just felt like, "What is wrong with me? Am I just lazy? Like, why can't I get up?" I remembered what the message my friend had sent and thought, "Oh, I think this is what she was talking about. That you can feel really pretty good for a while, and then that fatigue might just wash back in, and and you feel like you're kind of back where you were." And but if I believe her, then I know, okay, this is just part of it. It won't last forever. There's a good chance, you know, because I'd started to panic. I have I had a number of things on the to-do list for Monday, and I thought, oh, my word, do I need to, like, cancel some of these? What am I going to do? I was, like, preemptively stressing about the next day, you know. <laughs> but I, I just thought, you know what? Chances are if I rest today, I will feel better tomorrow. There's a good chance of that. I'm just going to hold on to that. And so I'm just going to let myself. I At some point, I, I told Jonathan, yeah, I'm, I'm really tired, so don't— <laughs> I think this is all I'm doing today. Sorry. You know, and he and he understood. And um so that's what that's what I did yesterday. And sure enough, I woke up this morning feeling, you know, not not so tired, not mm-hmm. so fatigued. But I was really grateful for um the friends who prepared me in those specific ways for what this kind of reentry might look like, right? right? So, as I look ahead to other, you know, forms of reentry, one thing um, that we may explore in some of the conversations to come, but I'm aware of the fact that for a year, I haven't been alone, really, at all. Mm. And praise God, like, He's sustained me, and I feel like it's it's been a good year in, in many ways. I, I've really... I think my love language is like quality time. So, man, lots of quality time (laughs) with my kids and, you know. Um, But at the same time, I haven't been alone. So, one thing I'm thinking about is that as tempting as, as as tempted as I will be to re-enter in a rush of, oh my goodness, I can see friends again, or I can go here again, or I can do this again, or, oh, I want to have a dinner party at some point, you know, I don't know when, but, you know, at some point, Right. I'm, I'm, there's like this little voice in my head saying, Christy, don't forget, you have not been alone for a year. And when things open up and people are spending time together, you probably need to prioritize (laughs) being alone and spending time with no one but yourself. And I don't know, you know, we'll 
maybe talk more about what that could look like. I have no idea. Um, that still seems like an impossible dream, mm. but it's there in my head of like, okay, don't don't forget, don't just rush into the future without remembering this voice right now that is telling you like, be careful, go slow, pay attention, just like I've had to do in this season of of healing from from the virus. So. Yeah, you know, the podcast is called Out of the Ordinary, and I think mm-hmm. it's appropriate that the kind of reentry we're talking about normally would be really ordinary things like going back to school, getting over a cold, you know, hosting people or taking time alone. Like these are the most basic pillars of our lives, and all of them got pulled out in the right. last year, which is why reentry into completely normal and ordinary things feels extra these days. It feels somehow monumental to drop my kid off at school. I mean, I took it for granted in every possible way that she goes to school. And this morning I realized as I watched her walk away from me, oh my word, what a gift this is that she can go to school. And so I think that's part of what is exciting about having conversations about re-entry because as usual, our hope is always that Through telling our stories, we slow down enough to process what those completely ordinary things are actually doing in our lives right now that does feel extra and different. And people process things differently. You know, if if we were two psychologists, we'd probably have different kinds of conversations or two anthropologists. But because we're two writers and storytellers, the way we know how to process is by sharing what happened And often in the telling of our stories is where we discover the truth of them. It's how we make meaning out of things by telling the stories. And our hope is as we tell ours that you'll be sitting, listening, or maybe you're running or walking or driving in your car or washing dishes, listening. And I hope then filtering your own story through our conversations too, and taking time to actually process how you feel about what's happening. I had to sit in the parking lot for a few minutes after I dropped Zoe off and just cry for a little bit. And then I had to have this conversation and Pete and I will still talk, I'm sure. And I'll talk to my parents about it. And I find we're so quick to move on, but if the pandemic has done one thing, man, it has sure taught us how to slow down. And as we re-enter now, I think taking some deliberate, intentional reflection on the last year and our so-called ordinary, never was it more timely than right now. Exactly. You know, one thing I'm doing right now, Lisa Joe, because I know myself and I know that I am prone to really intense bouts of what I will call nostalgia, <laughs> <laughs> that it's almost like I feel I feel like I'm moving slowly, but time is moving quickly. And every once in a while, I realize that something has just passed. It's gone. It's completely in my past now. And I will not return to that experience or that moment or that age of my child or whatever. And then I can just almost drown in the sadness of it. Like, oh, Mm. did I appreciate? (laughs) Did (laughs) I save her? I, I know I can do that. And I don't like that feeling. Yeah. And so one thing I'm doing right now is trying to just notice the things that are happening in my ordinary day-to-day right now that um, will change as we re-enter, you know, a more Mm. normal Mm. um, way of living, things that that won't always be what they are right now. And I'm just noticing them because I don't, I know that I don't want to be in a few weeks, a few months, or even a couple years remembering, oh, that's how it was. And I didn't, 
appreciate it. I did it. So the example of this is I just, um, I was in, I guess it was a, it was a school day and I snapped a photo because I thought it's almost like a physical action that will help me remember this moment. And the moment was just this. Um, it was maybe eight in the morning. I was still in my pajamas. I hadn't really gotten out of bed yet. I was sipping some coffee that Jonathan had sweetly brought to me. And Elsa, who was also in her pajamas, she's my youngest, who was still just schooling at home, had slipped into bed with me and we were just sort of cuddling. And this was literally now like 15 minutes before her first class. But there we were in our pajamas, in bed, like no rush. I was asking her, did you get some breakfast? So oh, I got some breakfast. And, and there was no rush at all. Like I knew we could sit there like that for the next 10 minutes and then I could kind of nudge her out of bed and she could fire up her little Chromebook and she would be on time for school, right? So I snapped this picture because I thought this is kind of a marvelous, like this is, it's not the life I would choose necessarily. (laughs) I too am so excited for the day that she can be, you know, fully re-enter the classroom five days a week. But that moment had an easiness and uh, restfulness. There was no mom voice saying, honey, find your shoes. Come on, come on. You know, there's none of that usual school morning. And so I just took a picture of it and thought, I want to remember that this at least was good. This is not forever, but this is right now. And, um, And when we move on to what's next, I want to at least know that I was present for this moment and I appreciated it for what it was, even if it's a mixed bag as life always Mm -hmm. is. So just slowing down enough to notice not just the things that are still hard and uncomfortable, but the things that are really sweet and good as well. I know it may not feel that important today, but I know it will be really important for me um, a year from now, let's Mm -hmm. just say, next Mm -hmm. March, right? Yeah. I like that. And for those of you listening, I guess I want to just also point out the re-entry series isn't just going to be all pandemic related. So we have mm-hmm. a lot of different re-entry stories and themes that I think just as we near sort of opening the door into normal life again, seem relevant and timely to explore re-entry from a lot of different angles. And we hope always as we do it, that it gives you language too, for what maybe you're experiencing wherever you're listening from. So um, I will say that it'd be fun to remind our listeners to go leave us a review. We love hearing from you. And there've been some really beautiful ones recently. I especially loved Christy people who left reviews about Zoe, about the episode Zoe and I yeah. did together. It was really special. I was thinking about the, that this morning as I dropped her off because it's one of those things, right? She's been around and seen so much of my life and my day-to-day and my podcasting in a way that she never has. And in the same way, that you savored that moment with Elsa. There have been a lot of moments like that this last year, but they are made sweeter by knowing that they are coming to an end. (laughs) I am (laughs) very, very grateful. So I raised my coffee today to all the moms out there who have (laughs) one or two days a week of so-called normalcy. We see Uh you and we celebrate you. If you enjoyed today's conversation, won't you take a moment right now, open up that podcast app and look for the subscribe button right next to our podcast profile image. And we think this podcast is best enjoyed with friends. So tell a friend, click share episode in your podcast app and send a friend our link. 